Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Tony, and you're listening to Comic Conversations, episode 253, where we talk all things comics for the week of December 25th, 2019, Christmas. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? Happy New Year. The funny thing is, you finally figured it out. By the time yeah, this show gets uploaded. This will be coming out on New Year. Yeah, there you go. Wow. I'm actually surprised. It took you only, what, five years? I wanted to say Merry Christmas. I, I think New Year's a bullshit holiday, especially now that I have a kid and I can't get all, go out and get all shitty drunk. So, uh-huh. uh, New Year is like, or New Year's Eve, whatever. It's the least exciting holiday. Uh, I love Christmas, but Christmas is over. And so. since we're recording this on, uh, Thursday, December 26th, happy Kwanzaa, everybody. <laughs> That's not a real holiday. I, I'm sorry to be offensive to the, you know, roughly 50 people who celebrate it. But I mean, wasn't it created in like the 1970s? Yes. Like, it's not really a real. It's Boxing Day for people of your ilk. Oh, for the Euros. Yes. Yeah. Today is, uh, or the English. Today is Boxing Day. I saw Amazon had a Boxing Day sale. Ooh. And I was like, uh. And, all right. uh, this Monday, the 30th will be the last night of Hanukkah. I had to go to church on uh, Christmas Eve. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. you had to go or you got to go to church? No, I had to go because God's listening, just so you know. Yeah, God doesn't care. He, he knows what's <laughs> in my heart. Um, he knows I don't like going to church. So I had to uh, I had to go to church on Christmas Eve. And uh, the pastor at the, the church we go to when we're down at Lauren's, uh, mom's house he uh he, he kind of lost track so he's given this sermon and this sermon wasn't about um you know usually he cries about how oh, start celebrating christmas in october and uh, people forget that it's about jesus but he, he didn't do a lot of that this time um but he did halfway through the sermon lauren said she thinks he realized he was losing the audience if he was Triple H, he would just keep going. So he started. So he started. It's the fans who are wrong. He threw in like a side story about like uh he okay he ba- he made an analogy where he compared Jesus to the man in a relationship <laughs> and and uh the the parishioners or normal people as the woman in a relationship. I'm and sure. he used, he actually said straddling the gear shift at wow. one point. And I was like, I lean over to Lauren and I'm like, did he just make a sexual comment about all the people and Jesus? And she's like, I think you're, you're reading too much into it. <laughs> and I'm like, he, he just said we were the women and we're not fucking Jesus as much anymore. I think that's what he just said. Uh-huh. And she's like, it was an analogy. And I'm like, yeah, but if you take the analogy to its logical conclusion, he said, we, we need some blue chew for Jesus. Spiritual. Is, is what he's chew. saying. And then she's like, please stop whispering. <laughs> wow. You whispered all that in church. Yeah. Uh, see, my pastor would call you out on that. We're sitting pretty far back. It is a gorgeous church, though. I'll give it that much. Okay. Well, there you go. Is that the same church that you sent your Jack uh, Jack to for? Uh... No, because that's up here. Okay. Got it. 
And uh, a funny Hanukkah joke, my my uh, father often makes fun of how cheap my uh, brother is. So naturally on Sunday, December 22nd, I told my dad, so are you going to wish uh, Michael a uh, happy Hanukkah? Oh, you're making Jew jokes? <laughs> it's terrible. I thought it was funny. I don't support making fun of our Jewish brothers on this, the Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think it's pretty sick they get 12 days of gifts so we only get one yeah but what I hear it's not like uh, 8 days or how many nights is it 12 it's not 12 nights of winners I don't actually know if it's 12 it might be 8 I might be thinking of the 12 days I think of it's Christmas eight. yeah it's, it's 8 nights I'm looking at this on the internet now it's 8 yeah I had to look up uh, well I could just do the simple math Let's see. Hanukkah started on the 22nd, and it ends the 30th, so 30 minus 22, 8. eight that nights. would be 8, yeah. yeah. Well, I imagine they don't just, like, get, like, 8 dreidels. I should have known because of that horrible uh, Adam Sandler movie, Eight Crazy Nights, that nobody saw. But you know about it. It was a cartoon. Yeah. Hmm. I never watch it because I'm not Jewish. Well, also because you don't watch things Adam Sandler. You're not either. I watched, uh, I, I quite enjoy Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. I thought, Uncut, you know, the, my I favorite think part of that Gems movie is, is also good reviews too. You, you know what my favorite part of that movie is? Uh, no. There's the part where they're talking like he goes to like the family event with all his sisters. And they're talking about, uh, how they, they like used to call him little gay boy or something and they keep <laughs> saying it and they're like, oh, and he gets so mad. And then you hear off camera like a scream and then windows break and he just smashed, like he smashed the, the glass doors with like a hammer. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that movie is fucking kind of amazing. And that movie Uncut Gems that he just recently uh, had, I've seen a million ads for it. It's at 92 at Rotten Tomatoes. Is that the one where he, he made it and just, and everybody's saying like he wants an award so bad? I think he's beyond that point, but basically I, I interpret this as he wants to make real movies again, not these schlock movies that nobody, that a ton of people see, but they're terrible. Well, he made that, uh. That's why I told you, I'm like, when's Rock gonna go into his I want an award part of his career? When he, when he stops making money. Uh. Amber Sandler's done serious movies before. He did that, uh, that movie where his family died in September 11th, so he played Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh, nice. That's kind of a bad you movie. You don't even have your family die to play Shadow of the Colossus, Adam Sandler. You could just play it because it's fun. I don't remember. I, I, there was like a storyline reason why he was playing it, but mm. I wasn't paying a lot of attention when I watched it. If it sounds like we're uh, going we off have, more than we, we have usually like, do. I, I read two books. I read a totally four. And to be fair, one of the books was like a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. One of them was long. So I think with that the way, we're going to go into our first segment this week. News. A little bit of news. Not a lot of news. All right, Alex, what do we got? Uh, a bunch of DC books getting delayed because that's what DC does now. Mm. They don't like putting anything out on time. So, uh, Superman 19, which is the issue after Superman revealed his secret identity, is being postponed two weeks. And Even Birds though they've had Prey, books where they talked about it already. 
Birds of Play number one is being pushed back another five weeks after being pushed back two weeks. Yikes. I, I, okay, I want to try to see the, the bright side of all this. Maybe, cause we know this in the past, they've done this before with, uh, DC. Maybe they plan to strategically launch it. Cause the last, the one thing well, we always put over DC4 is they know how to promote a book. They are moving Birds of Prey to come out after the movie. How much more or after the movie? If it's the week uh, after, that's fine. If it's like a month later, yeah, good luck. Well, if it, if it sells really well. It's, it's got Harley in it, so it might actually sell. Oh, and, uh, Hickman is doing a creator owned book oh, for I saw Amy. that. I didn't think you were going to bring it up. That's, uh, Light Lunches in March, and, uh, I'll, I'll plead with Alex for us to read it, and then he won't read it. We'll read, we'll probably read the first issue, but I haven't, I, I've read like one thing or maybe two things Hickman wrote outside of Marvel, and I don't like it. Yeah, he's so. typically not that good outside of Marvel, which was weird because, well, I guess that's where you make your money, though, right? Because you you buy the, I mean, you do the stuff from the big two, and then you do your stuff on the indies, and based on your name on the big two, that's how it sells. Yeah, because his stuff. Outside of Marvel, while good, isn't anywhere near as good as the stuff he's done with Marvel. So I'll have to take a I agree. And, uh, Alex, you were going to list off the top ten graphic novels for the decade, correct? No, I wasn't going to list that off. Oh. It was a bunch of kids' books, because uh, they did book scan, which doesn't count uh, direct market. But, I mean, we've gone over graphic novel sales. They don't actually sell that well. It, it was... The majority of it was, uh, you know, Dogman books by Dave Pilkey, who I, who we discovered Tony's, uh, nephews all like, yeah. like them and my son likes them. So, and I actually think they're, they're very funny. So. And being as I don't have any kids, I haven't, I haven't actually had to read any. The best selling one is something called Smile. Um, let me see if I could find creator. It is a, a female creator is the best selling graphic novel of the last decade. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm watching smile comments. by Raina Telgemeier. And she also had the number three, which was called drama. Huh. And the number two was something called Dork Diaries Volume 1, which is also by a woman. So women take the top three, and then Dev Filky takes the, pretty much the rest of the list. With dog, apparently Dogman more popular than Catman Pants. Boom. Which I understand because I like Dogman more Catman Pants. Huh? These are indie books. They might as well do a crossover. Well, he... I don't know if they would work. I mean, he does. He did Kevin Underpants, too. It's the same guy. Might as well do a crossover. Get your other character over. The thing is, if you do that, you could potentially have two com two comic book, two graphic novels that are over. Well, I just think it's it's a different a different generation of kids mm. is into Dogman. Oh, because, you know, Captain Underpants, you know, it's so highbrow for kids nowadays. It's, it's over their head. 
I never liked that. I, like, it was still funny. It was the same kind of humor, but... I always wonder, maybe because I'm just jaded now with the internet, but, like, why is Dogman popular? Because like, it's it's funny. Does PewDiePie read it to his uh, goofball little kids? Uh, if you go into a bookstore and you walk past the kids section of the bookstore, there is always a giant display <clears throat> with the new Dogman book. But I always wonder if that's a chicken or egg kind of thing. I, I think they already sell, and therefore they advertise them, which ensures they will continue to sell. I, I credit PewDiePie to anything that kids are are buying in mass amounts these days. Yeah, you know, Jack doesn't watch PewDiePie. I well, neither do he my never has. Cousins, which is funny, considering he's so popular. I just assumed. I think Jack tries to fight against what's actively. Popular. Remember when I found that when I tried to buy the Oculus Quest, I just assumed someone like PewDiePie was pushing it. Because <laughs> how else are I kids going to know about I viewers? I heard the, the, the highest, like, the richest YouTube star is an eight-year-old kid. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Jack knew. Well, they're going to take his money away now. He already has the money. Once you get it, you can't take it. Yeah, but any future money they're taking away from. I don't know. By the way, speaking of uh, year-end sadness, I uh, I got my raise. Which is actually is a bad thing for Alex. Yeah, it works out to about an extra $39 a week, which, given my health insurance has gone up by more than $30, means it pretty much covered the increase in my health insurance. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, in that way, it's good. Also, I looked at how much I got paid and then how much they took out in taxes. Do you know in health insurance and taxes... I lose – they took out about $440. For the whole year? In taxes. No, no. Per check. Oof. $440 in taxes and health insurance. When I retire, my social security checks better be fucking fat. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you see that – I just saw that Homer Simpson meme. It was like uh, he gives uh, Bart his social security uh, – check he's like grandpa don't you want this he's all look i didn't earn it i don't need it but it, god help me if, if i miss one i'll raise hell what do you mean i didn't earn it you did earn it that's where it comes from <laughs> it comes from they've been taking it from you since fucking you first worked i had a paper route when i was like 14 and they were taking social security out of that motherfucker yeah but you think they're keeping track of how much you think you're gonna get what you put in is there a way you can look at how much you've put in? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm curious. Like, can I go to like socialsecurity.com and look that up? That is cute. That would I imply want... that the government is keeping track of your money, which we all well, know they're not. The IRS. Mm. I bet there is. Eh. On the plus side, you probably get more than you put in. If I live. Well, that's also another thing. I'm a, I'm a type one. Well, that's part of the reason why it's becoming insolvent because, uh, people are getting more than what they put in. Because before people would not live long enough to get all their money out. But as technology, health and technology improves, people are living longer and therefore social security is losing money. There actually is no way to check. Yeah, I told you. Pretend to act surprised. Isn't that ridiculous? Shouldn't I know that? They don't want you to know because then you might get upset. 
They're all back. How much I paid in it, and how much am I going to get out of my I, life? I'm upset every week when I get my. Oh, Andrade won the U.S. title at a Madison Square Garden house show. Oh, I need to show you that photo of the house show attendance. It's great. Looks like a Ring of Honor show. <laughs> they can't. They can't let him win on TV. No. That's his punishment for giving it to Charlotte. They're punishing him? Yes. Oh. Well. Okay. Well. That's going to do next. it. That's going to do it for news. Let's move on to our next segment. This week's books. All right. This week's books include Doctor Strange number one, Incoming number one, Spider Ham one of five, and Venom 21. Alex, where do you want to start? Let's start with the two books I didn't read. Okay, so let's start with the Spider-Ham, because, uh, you know, if you actually read this, I would make a bit of an argument for us keeping reading this book, but uh, anyway, Spider-Ham, one of five. I don't have a creative of this on things from another world, so I'll go straight into the review. The The basic gist of the book is, obviously, it opens up, and they show a recap of how it became uh, Spider-Ham. He was a lowly spider bitten by his uh, Aunt May, who made him into a Spider-Ham. And then the rest of the book is just Spider-Ham bragging how he traveled the Spider-Verse and is teamed up with other Spider-Men to save reality. And he shoves in all of his other superheroes' face, faces and they all resent him over it. And something happens to where he starts traveling the multiverse and the end of the book is he sees Mary Jane and apparently he's in the 616. Okay. It's a cute book. It, Wackiness it is- ensues. He's going to do a crossover with... Howard the Duck. <laughs> no, but I I got the joke that he he thinks he's all better than the rest of them, but they just kept drilling it in your head again and again and again. And it's a good book, but I understand now why it's a one of five. And, and I was the one who said Marvel should be doing more of this because even if it fails, they can be like, well, it's supposed to be a limited series anyway. As opposed I, to, I also don't think Spider Ham can support an ongoing series. Yeah, but you you can get two graphic novels out of the character. I I don't see the point. Oh, I, I got like, some, I, I got some names attached to this now: Zeb Wells and Will Robson. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, I guess they were spell, expecting the title to sell on the strength of the Spider Ham character. Well, Zeb Wells is kind of a name, and the art's pretty good too. So it's not like mm-hmm. they just you know it's an easy money grab. Considering you know we were just talking about how. Well, graphic novels for kids, so. Yeah. And Venom. And Venom 21. Artist Iben Coel and story by Donnie Cates. It's funny you didn't want to read this and I kind of had to, well, yeah, I, I twisted your arm, but you still didn't read it. But this, this picked up a, exactly where we left off on that big Sp- Spider-Man Venom Carnage crossover with the, the, uh, symbiote Venom coming to Earth. Um, Eddie obviously having to deal with the effects that now that he's absorbed both the Venom symbiote and the Carnage symbiote, the Carnage symbiote, I mean, is constantly in his head telling him what to do, how he's going to constantly, at one point he's going to get him, going to kill him. Uh, also Eddie struggling with the fact that his, his son knows his identity now and he's sort of resenting the fact that he never told him, he, he wanted him to think he was his brother. So that was a little screwed up. Uh, at some point, he attempted to team with the Avengers. Uh, they really wanted him on the team, but he felt like because of the carnage voice in his head that he felt like he didn't belong. 
So the end of this book dealt with him going back to that island from way back when, when he first thought he killed Spider-Man and decided to retire. So he's going to go there and he's going to fight Karn Symbiote. I presume it went outside his body. It wasn't 100% confirmed if that's what they're going to do. He's going to expel it from his body and then attempt to fight it with the venom and uh by himself. Well, this is a decent enough book. A normal week, I would not make a strong case for reading this book, but because Kiss came out on Christmas and like three other books came out, I was like, eh, let's just read it. So it was, it was okay. Alright, we have our two remaining books. Alex, where do you want to go from here? Doctor Strange number one or Incoming number one? Incoming. Okay, this book, okay. So, luckily, this came out on a light week, because if this would have came on a heavy week, I'd be like, Alex, this book's taking you forever. I think I'm going to be a little late recording tonight. Luckily, it came out Christmas night. It was a bunch of pages. This read like a... This is an odd... So, this opens up, and it has uh, Dusty Rhodes, um, who we've been waiting to come back for some time. The American Dream? The masked, the masked Raider. Oh... The character from, do you recall? Vaguely. I remember we I know, read I, something where this character it was, it was, was introduced. It was a Marvel 1000. Yeah, it's a Marvel 1000. This was the character they introduced, and we made Dusty Rhodes jokes. Um, <laughs> so he, he, and I think, I think that character has something. There's something to that character. Um, and he opened up this book investigating a murder. And, you know, his gimmick is he has a mask that is made from a piece of eternity. Um, and he has weird, like he absorbs the powers of those near him. They don't have to be mutants, just anyone with powers or like if they're a good fighter, he becomes a good fighter. He just absorbs whatever from whoever's near him and the mask also sort of points him in the direction of important events and gives him hints that he has really vague powers that you can use in cool ways but th- this book flowed very oddly because he he discovers this body and he's like oh well, it led me here so this must be important he's like but i i can't solve this one on my own so i'm gonna go up on the roof and oh it's Daredevil and Electra. Well, I'll get them to solve the murder for me. And then Daredevil and Electra decide, well, we can't solve this murder, so we're going to go get Jessica Jones. And Jessica Jones does a little investigating, and she's like, uh, well, I'm friends with Captain Marvel. I better go ask her about this because there was something vaguely, uh, the Captain Marvel's Hala Star was, was on the back of this thing. And they go to, she goes to Captain Marvel, who then goes to the Avengers and, by the way, the new lineup for the mainline Avengers team, Jesus fucking Christ. It's been Christ. that lineup. I know, but like Captain America, fine. Uh, Black Panther, fine. Thor, fine. Tony Stark is apparently dead or missing, but Iron Man, you know, is theoretically a part of the team. That's okay. And then She-Hulk, like I like She-Hulk, but come on. Fucking Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. And, and ghost, real Ghost Rider is in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking Blade? Like, God, it's such a bad team. She goes to them and they eventually go to Black Adam. They basically go to every single 
character in the Marvel Universe. They give you an update on what's going on with literally every character, which is fair enough because some of these stories are actually kind of interesting. We didn't get to see any of that in this book, but they did discuss what was going on with each team, even the champions who were like watching movies. Nothing much is going on with them. But yeah, they all go around there trying to figure out what's up, and it turns out it was a Cree guy and a Skrull guy who are from an old Marvel comic who used to fight, but they activated some thing that's going on on Earth, and then this cut to uh, what apparently the big story, the story is called Empire, and it's spelled P-Y-R-E, by the way. Yeah. You know, like a pyre. Um, because there is a new scroll king who is also the king of the Kree, and they have now joined together the Kree and the Skrull empires to form the Alliance. And Stephanie McMahon is the real power behind it all. <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they've decided that Earth is the real threat, even though we're supposed to be afraid of trees for some reason. That's probably going to be part of the story. Groot. Groot, apparently, because that's the only tree thing. And when the squirrel died, he turned into a fucking tree. Well, the problem with the maples... And they're quite insist there, right? And they're right? quite convinced they're right. <laughs> Is that the oaks are just too lofty and they hog up all the light. Suck up all the light. <laughs> but the oaks can't have their feelings <laughs> if they like to pay their mate. That's the music for this week. Yep. Nice. Play the whole fucking song too. Rush I don't know if I'll play the, the entire song, Alex. The song is ridiculous. I love it. It's a great song. It's also anti-communist. Good. That's a that's a win win. As as all as as all Neil Pert Rush songs are. Nice. Um I'm shocked that band is popular as it is. Well people didn't know. Eh. They just listened to it and they're like, Yeah, free will. What does that mean? As they pay their taxes. <laughs> well, we have to pay our taxes. This felt like a point one of like a, it's like it felt like a relaunch book. In other words, but it, it was a hundred, yeah, because it told you everything that was going on in Marvel. And the weird thing was there were there were seemingly bigger threats than the fucking Kree Scroll Empire coming to Earth. Like fucking uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy Silver Surfer was fucking around with the 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 symbiote god. Yeah, Null, yeah, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, he's back after Absolute Carnage, and he's coming to destroy the universe and make everything darkness. That was like a side story in this. It's like, oh yeah, that's going on, but then this is going on too. And also, we still don't know what they are fucking around with. Also, the AI in the Marvel Universe, including Herbie, are revolting. Oh, that's a, that was my favorite part. In, uh, uh, yeah, Val removed his inhibitor chip and he just kept cussing. <laughs> <laughs> Told him to F off and whatnot. It was great because 
at first it kind of made sense. She's like, you know, the robots should kind of be free to do whatever they want. You know, we should let them have free will. And, okay, that was great. But she's also removed his inhibitor chip. So he's flying around the kitchen, yeah, so breaking just, stuff, like, swearing up a storm. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck the fantastic fucking four. He was mad. He's all, but thing, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> and something's going on with the uh, the Hulk now. He's not the Demon Hulk anymore. Now he's just Mister Fix It or Joe Fix It. But he's not because he's in he's in. Uh, He's in Banner's, he's in Banner's body. Like, he, Banner was going to, uh, Doc Sampson, but it was really, uh, Mr. Fix-It Hulk. Joe Fix-It. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was weird. So. The problem with this thing is it didn't do anything for my interest in the Marvel line in general. It's like, oh, all these storylines sound awful. See, I didn't think that. I actually thought some of the storylines sounded good, but I still don't want to read the books. It's just like all the books that we're reading, it only confirmed that they're good. And the rest of the lines that we don't read, it's like, oh, now I don't feel bad for not reading that title because that storyline sounds oh, awful. And, by the way, Hulkling and Wicked are still really gay. Very much so. They felt the need to put... Because they had about three pages in this where they did nothing, but they, like, cuddled on the couch and... And they kissed. ...talked about how much they loved each other. Okay. They're trying way too hard with that. It's like, okay, t- being totally fair here, I have gay friends. They're nowhere near that gay. And maybe it's because, like, I live in Iowa, but the the truth of it is these two have been together for a few years now. No one is that in love. The thing, yeah, but the thing After is, with that is, years. if you're Marvel, you kind of book them into a corner because you can't show them dysfunctional because then you start the narrative like, oh, all gay people are in dysfunctional relationships. You know and, what though? I'll say this: at least they're like, you know, it's not like they have a gay like Iceman is gay now, but they never talk about it. Yeah, he's never dating anyone. These guys are gay, and you can't fucking forget for a second that they are gay as shit. And if because all they do is rub up on each other, and if they if they break up or they start seeing other people, it's like, oh, I guess gay people can't work things out. Ugh. I don't think anyone would say that. Nah, I, you might have some. People I think they. I, I think technically they have to break up at some point. Mm. It's just I don't think anybody cares. Those characters have never been over, which is a problem. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, it only reconfirmed the books that I liked, and uh, surprise, surprise, the guy who wrote this, Al Ewing, is also the guy who wrote the Dusty Rhodes storyline from Marvel 1000. Oh, speaking of that, and uh, I my also, mom. And with that, I also assume he's also going to be writing this Empire crossover in March. I like Al Ewing. Uh, he's hit and miss with me. Half the stuff he writes I really like, and half the stuff I really find uninspired. <laughs> well, it's never he, overly he bad. This. Say that again? He wrote this. He wrote this. And there were actually stories in this that I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. I should read that book. And then I realized he's not writing those books, so I didn't care. Like the Agents of Atlas, there's a reason why I'm not reading that book. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think was ever once mentioned in this book. I'm reading the write-up. Agents on of Atlas, I think, has already been canceled. Yeah, that's been canceled already. 
Uh, Spider-Man didn't do anything for me. Daredevil were already reading, so whatever. Uh, Valkyrie, I'm still on the fence on. Immortal Hulk, I wish we'd read more often. Jessica Jones. I'll read a, I'll read a, I'll, I'll read a Mass Raider book. Yeah, that'll probably be good. It'll, it'll be different enough. That's the problem with a, a lot of these two big companies. A lot of the stuff is samey. Jessica you know Jones. who should write that book? Who? If he's going to be like a detective with superpowers, uh, Greg Rucka. Well, yeah, you'd want He him. won't write it, but he yeah. should. Well, considering Al Ewing created the character in Marvel 1000 and you featured him again in this incoming number one, I have to imagine he's probably going to write that book. Maybe. But some of the stuff was better. And if he wrote the entire book, props to him because everything sounded different. That's the problem you have with people like Bendis. All the characters sort of sound the same. Whereas this, every single storyline was, for the most part, told pretty well. And all the characters sounded different. Which, when you're dealing yeah, with a pantheon is- of characters like those in Marvel, you, there could be a risk of making everybody sound the same. But they managed to do a good job of getting people over. But I wonder if some if this is going to re- mean some people are going to get solos. Like, are we going to get a blue Marvel book? Because they also featured him in this book. I think it's just because that that was a spinoff of the... Because every character who went to find another character had to have some connection to the next character they went to. And Captain Marvel was in the Ultimates, and she was looking for Spectrum. But Spectrum is now in Avengers Strike Force. I do like that they reference stuff that happened two, three years ago. Because often what you'll get in comic books is they'll reference something from six months ago, and then they'll just completely forget everything that happened. Unless it's necessary to their story. I just like that the ultimate still have the triascalon and it's still like chilling there, but <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking blue Marvel is just hanging out there by himself. They did <laughs> mention a Supreme Black Panther squadron. got called up to the big squad. So they mentioned a squadron Supreme of America, which I'm kind of excited for that. Is Hyperion cool. on the team? I imagine, I imagine it's going to be the same goofballs. Maybe they'll throw in a couple of variances, but other than that, it's going to be the same usual lineup. We can get a uh, Nighthawk back. Nice. Fucking murdering, murdering racist cops. I wouldn't, hey, I wouldn't be from, opposed to that. From my most underrated comic of the last few years. I, I told you he gets asked about that comic more than any other book. Cause it fucking, it had a bullshit ending. He didn't really get to end it. Yeah. It was also really good. But the, the, the problem is it was, it was Nighthawk, so it was, the book was only going to go so far. But also, why didn't, why, why couldn't he write the, the Nick Spencer run of Captain America when fucking Falcon was Captain America? I guess he, that's what we said about that book, because it was coming out at the same time, and it's like, well, this is what the Captain America book should be. Yeah. That was the but one thing. He didn't I, have the balls. I for feel it. like they could have done more with Sam as uh, Captain America. They could, they should have done the gimmick where there were two Captain Americas. Well, they did. They they couldn't because they had to turn him into a fucking werewolf. Oh yeah, because that happened, to Steve. <laughs> you can't have two storylines. You just have the same storylines. That's the reason why I hated Superior Spider-Man towards the end. Because at first it was a really cool, interesting idea, and then eventually towards the end it just became, well, now he's going to do all the stuff that that Peter did. And it's like, okay, I don't want to read this anymore. This this title needs to end now. And then it did. What's our last book? Our last book is Doctor Strange number one. Oddly enough, uh, this thing's from, oh yeah, Mark Wade is the writer on this and the artist is Kev Walker. 
this was a great book. I I was not expecting for this to be as good as it was. I was also not expecting Mark Way to write this, so it shouldn't be a surprise that this book was good. But I did not know Mark Way was. You'd think they would have done a better job promoting this. Mark Way to write Doctor Strange. Yeah, we picked Doctor Strange because it was the only book coming out. I didn't know Mark Way was writing it. Well, I guess they they. And even out. though I don't get what I want, which is you know Graham Morrison writing Doctor Strange, I like Mark Wade. So he must have <laughs> like a real cushy all- deal at DC because you figure at this point he would have gotten over it. And he would have gone back well, yeah, to Marvel because the people he hates are gone. Damn. Is it fucking is Axel Alonso still? No, he's gone too. Oh, is he? Because yeah. he worked with him at DC. So who's Marvel's editor in chief now? I don't even know. For, let me look this up. But um, they're advertising this as Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme, and that's sort of the yeah the because of this run. We found out in this book, and we were unaware of this. Doctor Strange apparently made a deal with a demon, which doesn't seem like a good idea, to get the use of his hands back. So well, he's speaking, surgeon speaking again. of the demon, I do love the fact that they brought out mentioned in the uh, that Marvel incoming that. Uh, Ghost Rider, the original Johnny Blaze, has usurped Mephisto as the King of Hell. Which, which is also a storyline they didn't spawn. So, yeah, but this Marvel, is... Marvel rip it off spawn here. But I do like that Johnny Blaze now has little, little devil horns. <laughs> he still has a flaming skull head, but he has little devil horns. And Mephisto is locked up in a hotel in Vegas. Being protected by Wong, apparently. Okay. Yeah, that was odd. Um, okay, anyway, this book. So the new status quo is uh, Doctor Strange is, again, a surgeon. And, yes, they know he's Doctor Strange. That was my first question in this because everybody was sort of oblivious to the fact that he was Doctor Strange except his assistant. No, they know he's Doctor Strange. Uh, wouldn't you assume he, he could fix anything then? Well, but he explained that. Yeah, they do explain that in the book. complete bullshit. It was complete. So they had to explain why he couldn't just do magic to be a surgeon. And he's like, well, when you're putting a needle into someone's brain, you know, magic takes 100% focus. So it's hard to have 100% focus when you're doing well, that. Well, he it's also like, mentioned that why don't you- I could oh, just yeah, use- magic has a price. Has a cost, yeah. And he's like, I, I don't want them to have to pay the cost of whatever cures their, right. what ails them now. But he also said because he has a job as a Sorcerer Supreme, they can only call him in if it's something no one else on Earth can do. Mm-hmm. Because he is not only the Sorcerer Supreme, he's also the single greatest neurosurgeon in the fucking universe. But if anybody else can do it, then they're not allowed to ask him. Only if no one else can do it. So... But he still has, like, paperwork and shit to fill out, which he was bitching about. <laughs> um, he ends up getting the shit kicked out of him by uh, the Wrecker, who has a new magical crowbar <gasps> that only he can use. So Doctor Strange tried to, you know, use the use the binding spell on him, but he just broke out of that shit. And he's like, now I can wreck reality with this thing. And then he proves that by just beating the shit out of Doctor Strange with his crowbar. And then he throws him. <laughs> like, it was... And Doctor Strange uh, n- losing at the end of his first fight. But in his defense, he was really tired because he had been working very hard at the hospital. 
but he did get the shit kicked out of him by a member of the fucking wrecking crew at the end of this. It's a really, really, really good book. It was a good book. It was a good book. And I, I'm not sure about the villain being a guy with a fucking crowbar. Uh, yeah, but, but this is, a, this is just a the really though. powerful crowbar. Yeah, but this is you, this is obviously going somewhere. The question isn't, oh, what is yeah, he going to do with his magical crowbar? Somebody gave him the new magical crowbar. Yeah. Oh, there was also a subplot where I guess one of the patients was seeing a doctor. Or the, no, 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 no. The new dean of the, the hospital new, was a, yeah. a doctor who had died. And I don't know if that's an existing character or not because I didn't have time to look it up. But Doctor Strange knows him and also knows that he's dead. So that's that's a bit of a mystery. Um, no real supporting cast in this? Not yet. Uh, well, his uh, his assistant. No, and I'm not referring Wong, to Wong. Wong wasn't in this. He no, he, in he has book. a new assistant that works on the doctor side that does all the billing that does all the oh yeah doctory he, stuff yeah you're right he does have an assistant and he has a rule for the assistant he's only allowed to ask one cape question <laughs> a day and he asked him he's like did you ever date the enchantress and he goes no and then he's like well you thought it, about it have, have you ever thought about it and he's like what's the rule and he's like only one cape question per day and then he's like but you never told me how the mindless one follow orders if they're mindless <laughs> and he's like i'll get you on that one later and then he just kept walking he's no it was good he because uh, it gives a new normally when we see dr strange he's dr strange that's what he does 24 hours a day and mark wade has given him a human job he's He's sort of he he's done something that Doctor Strange hasn't had like ever. He's he's grounded him in reality. And they never do that with Doctor Strange. They just have him dealing with, you know, wacky magical shit. And they pointed out even while he's just a doctor, he could still see all the weird magical shit. Yeah, that's the thing they know is that all the people that had all these elements and they all came from these invisible demons that were leeching onto them. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a plot line that they're establishing now or that's just how they justify illnesses I, in the body i think i think it was just no 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 they were saying you know like they're like demons who feed on suffering here and blah 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 blah. they they were still very much you know if if this is an like if it was magical the illnesses he could deal with it magically but they're not they're they have actual illnesses it's just ancillary to that there are all these monsters and spirits who hang around feeding off of you know sickness or sadness or whatever and they they were trying to show that yes while he is in the real world doing real world things the mystical stuff never goes away like it's still there mm. so i thought i thought that was neat i just think it gives a new wrinkle to the character and it's it's it, it, i wouldn't say it's needed but as far as a character-centric book, you could make the argument that since Doctor Strange had no uh, – like he had no secret identity. He's always Doctor Strange. Mm. That this this could be good for him as far as a book goes because you have more than one thing to focus on. So I and guess- him as a surgeon is a different sort of – because when we had the Jane Foster book, she wasn't an active doctor. She was a cancer patient. Exactly. But they may do something with that down the road, which is kind of yeah. neat. No, I'll I'll read this because Wade uh, Wade is very good when he 
what he wants to be. <laughs> I think it, I mean, we've read enough Mark Wade and he can be very uneven. And I think I've noticed in, in the last few years, Mark Wade is really good when they give him a character and they leave him the fuck alone. Like left to his own devices. He's really good where Mark Wade falters is okay. Mark, we have this 10 issue Avengers storyline and we need you to write it. That's where he doesn't do as good. Or I, I don't. Or it's we're telling he's telling a really good story. Okay, we need you to tie in this event. Yes, he's he's not very good at that. I don't think he likes doing it. That, well, that's no, just but sense, from I what guess. I've experienced with some with most writers that I've 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 gone and heard them speak, they all hate it. Unless it's their story. Well, yes, and even ones where you know, like original sin, you think, oh, that's got to be perfect because. You know, you don't necessarily have to do anything that's tied to the big event. You can just add a new storyline. We got a new storyline you could have. And apparently he, um, Slot was dragged kicking and screaming into that, which actually disappoints me. Because that actually was really good. Some of them were good. Yeah. It's just most of them you could tell they're like, this isn't what I wanted to do. Or the biggest one was the the Hickman one, where it directly tied into his his storyline, where it it it, it basically it fast forward the storyline, which is kind of what you want. Yeah. So he no, actually, it was, some of them some of them did something with it. It was that whole event was a giant missed opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah. Most I, I, I say some of them were really good, but yeah, you're right. Some of them wound up being nothing. Like, uh, the big reveal that Johnny may have been responsible for a thing becoming the thing because of the shielding from the, uh, from the craft. It's like, they kind of did something with it, but then obviously they walked it back. Because you can't do something like that. You know, ch- uh, character changing and expect it to stick. Yeah. But this book, I don't know if this was a considered effort or it just got lucky that, oh, it's a Doctor Strange number one and Mark Wade's writing it and it's inconvenient. Just so happens to come out the same week as Christmas, when nothing else is coming out. Well, I mean, there is the argument that, you know, if this is the only book, more people will buy it. But then at the same time, it's it's Christmas and nobody's buying comic books that day. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. But uh, because of that, we read this book. Because normally we would have just skimmed past it. We'd be like, ah, Doctor Strange number one, and eh, it's probably some geek. If player. I would have known Mark Wade wrote it, I would have picked yeah, it. But the only but yeah, I only picked it because nothing came out this week. And uh, judging from, well, actually, I'm looking at this list now. No, there's a healthy amount. Some of the other publishers are taking a week off, but uh, the big two are not taking a, the week off. We're not going to have a huge number of books, though. So. Uh, you sure about that? I was pretty sure I kind of skimmed. Okay, let's uh, let's forego the rest of these reviews. Oh, and the uh, editor-in-chief of Marvel right now is currently C.B. Sapolsky. I'm not positive who that is. From what I've heard from, from people that uh, don't even read comics, the, the Hulkling stuff, we can credit it to him. People that don't even need read com- that don't even read comics know about him, so I'm like, oh... There are like people who are friends with Morrison who work with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like they should pay them to like. Can you get him to like come back and like write a Inhumans book or something? Well, but but we also don't know he's getting boatloads of money to write for DC. He probably is. Yeah. So and he's probably content with that and all the other indie books he's doing. Yeah, but he's uh, 
Mor- Morrison's thing always was he was like when he was growing up, he was like a really big fan of DC. And that's why he keeps going back to DC. I, d- I don't think he was a big Marvel fan. Cause he, I, I read a story with him once and cause you know, his whole thing with DC is he loves like the wackiness of the multiverse. Well, also because they've been around forever. So they have all this baggage from like the sixties and the fifties yeah, and the forties, which, which he writes. He wrote Batman for a hundred fucking issues and it was basically just to mix in fucking every weird Batman thing that ever happened. But update it. Like, that's what he did in his Batman. His Batman run was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of it was just, oh, I'm a fucking fit Batmite into this and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what he did. So it was, you know, it was whatever. But he has, he has a lot. He, like, just tell him, like, okay, we're not doing anything with Marvel Boy. You can have Marvel Boy back. Like, we're sorry for what we did. You could have him back. Or, or tell him, at this point, most of their books are not are exactly knocking them out of the park. Just let him pick whatever characters he wants. It's like, do you want to just write some? Like, let him do what Tom King is doing at DC. Like, take whatever fucking random character you want. What is the next Tom King uh, book that I said we were going to read? Adam it was Strange. something we would never read. Adam Strange. Yeah, Adam Strange. I fucking I don't even like Adam Strange. I remember fucking when Morrison was writing uh, Justice League, when he needed a break, they'd always have Mark Wade come in and he would write like a two, three issue storyline. And a couple of them were actually good. But the first one he did, I think it was like issues 23 and 24, where he wrote an Adam Strange story. And I love Mark Wade. I fucking hated that storyline because I just don't like Adam Strange. I, the character – in general, does nothing for me. It's like a 1950s spaceman character. I don't care. But give it to Tom King for 12 issues with probably Mitch Gerard's drawing. Like, give that team Doctor Strange. I'm. It's going to be my fucking favorite book. And I want to know, but every time, every time he does a book, all I think is, okay, what fucking C-list shit character are they going <laughs> to give Tom King next? And I honestly think Image should do it. Like, okay, Tom King, um, you can write, uh, cause literally image, it could be any character. Cause they're all yeah. shit. But like, okay, uh, we want you to come in and write Supreme. And he's like, okay, give me 12 issues. It'll be the best fucking Supreme book ever written. <laughs> and Alan Moore wrote fucking Supreme. So it's back before he was the shit. So it says something, but still. Or let him write a fucking Sam and Twitch book. I don't give a shit. Just give him some. Because he's great at it. Agreed. All right. Next week's books. Next week's books. All right. I I did the cooking show thing and looked in advance and picked some stuff out. So let's see where we agree and disagree. Books of Magic 15. Yeah, that was a pretty much no-brainer. Uh, I predict it will be a quick read. <laughs> It'll be a quick, enjoyable read. I will add that. Yeah. Uh, Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity, two of nine. This is the one that we liked with the really good art. The completely out of continuity one where Harley is a criminal profiler. That was really good. Yeah. It it read like every TV show that my wife watches. 
<laughs> but it had Joker. Um, no Flash? Lois, Lois Lane, number seven. No, we dropped Flash. Okay. At your request. Yeah, Lois Lane, number seven. That's it's it's never a bad book, but at the same point, it's never a great book. I want to know where the story is going. Yeah, that's a really good book, though. There's a Superman Giant number one, but it just looks like no. yeah, it's got rape prints in it. I'm not reading it. Yeah. By the way, as a side note on that Superman thing, so I'm on. Uh, I logged into DC Universe for the first time in eight years, and um. Uh, Superman vs. the Elite comes up. That's a really good movie. And I and I looked at it and I go, you know, I, I this movie was okay, but it was nowhere near as good as the comic it's based on. Uh, they're about the same, dude. No, they're not. They're different. Yes, that's someone who's they're different. Regular. The Elite aren't anywhere near as evil. They're still fairly. And evil. also, he has he has purple lips. Like I don't. Uh, that's where you're gonna draw the line. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but the art in it, like the animation is kind of bad. So that, that bothers me. But yeah, it's not terrible, but I wanted to read the comic. The DC Universe app has the worst fucking search function I've ever seen in my entire life. Cause they have a lot of comics. I don't know if that comic was in there because I have no way to browse. I wonder it's if that's going to get a, rolled into like a Warner Brothers app or. According to them, no. But we'll see. I remember but yeah, I just rumors, it was going to get rolled into something, but I forgot what it was. It really should, though, because there's not a lot of stuff on there. Oh, there I is watched, a lot. I, I know you'll never watch it, and the main character kind of deters me from watching it, but I actually like that Harley Quinn cartoon show. Yeah, I'll never watch it. Yeah, Fuck that. Harley Quinn. Daredevil 16. Yeah. God, we're already up to 16. Marauders, number five. That's going to be a fun book. Actually, the last one I wasn't a big fan of. Doctor Doom, number four. Are we still reading Doctor Doom? I don't care. I want to read that book. Okay. Doctor Doom, number four. Uh, no, nothing for uh, for Hawkeye Freefall by Matthew Rosenberg. No. I didn't think so, but I thought I'd bring it up. I know, I know. I don't dislike him. I, I wanted to read Punisher Soviet, but I missed the first two issues. But it is a Punisher book written by Garth Ennis. But I missed the first two issues. Well, but the thing so. is, if we have a lighter week, you're not going to want to read the previous two issues. It's only three. If you're willing to read them. Uh, you know me. I'm just going to read the recaps. Okay. Punisher Soviet, number three. Thor, number one. Wait, who's writing it? Yeah, be be weary of who's writing it because I'm already skeptical. I I overlooked it. I didn't pick it. It doesn't say. Uh, click on read more. Sometimes they list they tuck it in there. It's not, but let me look this up. Floor. Let me look at it. Number one writer. Look at the new Donny Cates. I don't know that <sighs> we hate Donny Cates. I don't want to read this. Okay. I'm reading three issues of Punisher. Uh, there's a new Star Wars number one by Charles Soule. Did you see when it takes place? Uh, let's see. Oh, the Empire. In between Star- Empire and Jedi. No interest. Okay. X-Men number four. Also, you don't like Charles Soule. Uh, for the, it seemed like he was good before he signed that contract. That contract. I'm sure he's written good stuff. 
It, he, it, what was he writing that we write? Oh, Thunderbolts. That Thunderbolts run was really, really good. It was. And uh then he wrote Daredevil with fucking ten fingers and fuck that. And I've been keeping up with X-Men, so I already know what's going on there. I haven't. I'll have to go back and read. But I, I felt when we read X-Force, I missed two issues and I understood what was going on. X-Men so. 2 was really good. X-Men 3. Actually, X-Men 3 introduced a new set of villains that are actually kind of fun. I'll I'll read. Okay. I'll go back and read. And I think that's going to do it. It's, it's, it's funny. We only had four books to review, two books that we did together. And we're almost at an hour. We're at 57 minutes. We talked a lot of shit. Not as much as you would think. We spent the majority of that actually talking about comic books. Oh. So not too shabby if I do say so myself. All right. us. That's going to do it for this week's show. So from all of us at HalfGuard.com, thanks for checking out this week's show. And as always, check you guys out next week. Adios.